the Mel Gedroyd podcast. Hey, it's Mel G, and this week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about oh, all sorts. Going commando, for one, the joy of crunchy apples, mmm, salivating, and also teeth, all things to do with. Uh, If you like that, then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from one on Magic. There'll be more chat and great songs thrown in for good measure. Now, um, Bush. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh... yeah. There's a little unspoken je ne sais quoi between us this week because, of course, last week, if you were listening to the show, we vowed, we promised, we laid down the gauntlet and various other items of clothing, which we'll disclose, uh, that this week we would do the show Commando. Why? I, do you know, it's yeah. a week. Why on earth did we do that? I, that's a really good point. How do we even get onto that topic? I don't know. Oh, it was about, uh, it was facts. It was Red Letter Day. Yeah. It's about how the commandos used to get rid of their underwear to avoid chafing in wet weather. That's very, very good. It was World Underpants Day. So It was World Underpants it was, Day. How do we forget it was World Underpants Day? So, my friend, um, <laughs> I don't know how you have coped with this, but I'd just like to reveal something to you. No. Uh, I've got my little bag here, the bag that I always carry around <laughs> with me. And what, oh, what's this I've got into? Oh, oh no. Oh, there's my knickknacks. Are they your pants? They're your actual the pants, pants that I was wearing, and I've taken them off for the show. I am wearing trousers, by the way. I've got trousers on. It's just nothing. We're not uh, Donald ducking here. There's no bottomlessness <laughs> going on, by the way. So, can I ask you a question? At what point during the day did you take your pants off? On the way upstairs to do this show. Good for you. I didn't see Rick Astley on the way. Um, <laughs> nor did I see Kim Wilde or Mel C or any of the other gang. Oh, that would have been good though, wouldn't it? Or Snaithy. But I have taken off the knickknacks in the magic, uh, the magic boudoir. The magic boudoir. So the big question is, Bush, I've revealed my knickknacks in my bag. Whoa there. Which I took off halfway, halfway up the stairs in the ladies. Um... Have you done the same? Have you fulfilled your part of the commando bargain? Yes, because you and producer Louise have made me. I've had to go uh, during two songs back into, again, the lose, where I see Rick Astley a fair old bit. He's always in there. Luckily, he wasn't in there today. And I've had to do a very strange thing where I've had to take my underpants off and put them in my bag. (laughs) And the bag you have with you today literally looks like something out of a nuclear power plant. Is that because you knew the pants were going to be in there? No, can I tell you the situation I've got going on, Mel, right? And this is why this is particularly difficult for me. Immediately after we're finishing this show today, I'm off to Board Games Club. Oh. So I've got a board game in my bag where my underpants are currently wedged down the side. I'm not going to have a chance to put them back on at the end of the show. So I'm going to have to take the game out in front of four expectant people at a pub not that far away from here and hope to God my pants don't (laughs) fall out onto the table. They're going to wonder what's going on. Are you worried that the Knicks are going to sort of fly out untowardly as you reach in for the game. Well, I'll never forget, right? Years and years ago, years ago when I was at school, I took my towel out for PE when I was about 14 and my mum's bra had become wrapped in the towel <laughs> uh, because it was obviously something to do with the drying process and it landed on my friend Richard Sainsbury's sports bag and we just looked at each other for a second and I slowly put it back in my bag and I said, please, we're friends, never tell anyone about this. And I feel like we've come directly full circle back to that exact same moment here today. 
Now, your mum, Geraldine, yep. uh, what sort of brassiere would she have been wearing? <laughs> this is in the 80s, presumably. It was a lacy nun-like number. Oh. It really was a lacy nun-like number. Classic so. mum bra. But how, how do you feel? We're both having this conversation now. Yeah. We hope we're not making anyone listening in feel uncomfortable, but we're both commando. How do you feel about it? I feel absolutely amazing. I notice that you're not looking me in the eye much, Bush. There's a lot of eye flick. Well, I've just seen your, your pants poking out the top of the bag there. You're not wearing any pants as we speak. It's unusual. I'll be honest with you, it's unusual. I feel free. <laughs> Do you? I feel free. Yeah, I feel free. I feel totally like this might become a bit of a habit. Really? Yeah. I feel like, uh, imagine if you just gave up your job one day, got up and walked out of the office. Did a Reggie Perrin. Yeah. Left everything behind. Yes. I feel like there's no turning back but quite yes. excited about it at the same time. This, my friend, is our Perrin moment. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Good. Okay, so let's um, let's open the brand new look question canister that we use for the podcasting. Yeah, lovely, lovely. Takes a little while to get it open, actually. In your own time, Bush. Oh, TikTok, come on. It's like diffusing a bomb, this thing. You've got to take out the red bit, turn it over. The podcasters are... are uh... Podcasters are... What do you call people who listen to podcasts, actually? Is there a name? Podcastees. Podcastees. Pod- I suppose we're the podcasters, aren't we? We are the podcasters. They oh, are the podcastees. Love it. Uh, yeah. Mel, here's the question. Come Have on, you man. ever obsessed over a specific condiment? Oh, um, yes. Chilli sauce. I do at the moment. I still do. Uh, it's a weird one, isn't it? My other half gets really quite offended because I put it on absolutely everything. See, I don't understand why people are like that about food. Because my, my, my Katie's like that with me. If I put salt on stuff or I, I add a condiment to anything, she takes it as an affront to her cooking. Yeah, I think that's probably right, though, isn't it? Is it? I just think it's like I like things how I like them. Is it a bit naff to always... But I do put chilli sauce on absolutely everything. I love it. I love chilli sauce as well. It's so good. I love a peri-peri. Not, yes. Not too strong, just a mm. sort of mid-range. Do you like that? I like that. I like a mid-range peri-peri. Do you put salt on absolutely everything? Because that's quite bad for you, isn't it? Yeah, I put salt on things before I even tasted them. Isn't that bad? Oh, that is bad. Even Bush, producer Louise rude. is shaking her head at me as well. That's a bit rude. Is it? A little bit. What I should do, taste it and then put salt on it. Yeah, and quite discreetly. I've only just recently stopped having bread and butter with everything. Oh, oh, really? It's a really bad, like, northern... I don't want to, like, uh, stereotype, but I think it is a bit of a northern thing. My, my mum and dad always have bread and butter with everything. It is delicious. I like a cup of tea with my lunch. Do you? I like a cup of steaming cup of tea with my lunch, or indeed with Dindins. Really? I, I don't know, sometimes like, hot tea with hot meal makes you feel like you're, oh, no. maybe, I don't know, maybe eating in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> There's something really nice and comforting about a hot cup of tea with, with a meal. Really? Mm, if I've had meal. fish and chips, a hot cup of tea after a fish and chips is perfect. Yeah, you, of, you need that. You do, it get, gets rid of the kind of, you get, sometimes you get that kind of greasiness after fish and chips. Yeah, it sort of, it, it stabilises or equalises something. Both of it? those things, but at the same time. Good. Yeah, we're just talking about our underwear. It's it's that kind of a show, lads. Come on, it's the middle of summer. We're all a bit, you know, a bit free and easy. Yeah. We pro- I'm, but I'm actually barefoot as well. I've gone barefoot. I've gone Sandy Shore. You really have. You're letting it all hang out today, yeah, aren't you, Mel? Yeah, man. It's, 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 it's August. That's what we do, isn't well, it? Though I do feel bad. You were just saying during that song that you don't like any of your underwear. None of it. It's awful. All of your underwear. You hate all of it. It's really, it's like sort of, it's like a shop putters from the late 70s. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's it's. Big and it's sort of grey, slightly <laughs> sagging, all of it. But then, you see, if I go into a shop, 
You know those shops which have slightly kind of saucy... Racy stuff out the bit front. racy, a bit gamey. gamey. I just sort of feel... Oh, I feel embarrassed going in. Oh, I just... I don't know where to go. I don't know what shape to pick. They're all so sort of weird, the shapes. Well, I'm glad girls feel like that as well. Oh. It's one of the worst things in the world as a fella to accidentally get trapped in the underwear section in a department store because you can't get out. Yeah. Just don't know where to turn. Yeah. People who think you've gone in there just to have like a rummage about. Don't know where the exits are. I had to buy some pants for my father-in-law the other day, and it was the reverse. I got locked in the male underwear section uh, of a department store, yeah. and suddenly this guy was slightly eyeing me up. Oh, no. It was awful, and I couldn't get out. I didn't know where the exit was. Oh, anyway. Oh, now, listen, come oh, here on. Here we go, here we go. Come on. It's time for the Ledger of Legends. Yes, it's the gold embossed book in which we write every show about something that we feel just doesn't really get the credit it deserves, does it, Bush? No, it does, you know, there's stuff in there that um, we're trying to sing its praises, really. Yeah. Do you know what struck me this week? What? So, I can't bear a woolly apple. Do you know what I'm saying? What is a woolly apple? An apple where you bite in and there's no purchase. An apple that just, it's just like, her. Do you know that thing? Just it's 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 tasteless. The texture is woolly. So, does that mean it's slightly on the turn? It could be. Or there's particular types of apples that are a bit like that. Could be particular types. Oh of apples. yeah. So I'm going to put in today's ledger of ledge. This day, the twelfth of August, two thousand and seventeen. I'm going to put in a crunchy yeah. apple. And there we go. Be, may I suggest a? Is it a Braben? Possibly a Braben, mate. Maybe a Braben. I, I might even go to jazz. Really? Possibly. Wow. I love the um, eminent uh, Polish uh, astronomer, I think he was, uh, Nicholas Copernicus. Isn't that a great name? That's a cracking name, isn't it? Nicholas Copernicus. Nicholas Copernicus. Oh, come on. You know what I mean. Copernicus. Um, now, Bush, I must ask you, how's your week been? Uh, I can sum my week up in one word, Mel, and that's dentists. Oh. I went to the dentist for the first time in ages in the middle of the week. Oh, and I expensive, hate it. Expensive, expensive. Expensive. Scary. Is there anyone who likes or is all right with going to the dentist? Because like, I know I'm scared of flying as well, but yeah. I'm trying to get over that. And I can understand some people like it, some people don't. Fair enough. But yeah. I can't. I find it very hard to believe that anyone is like, all right, we're going to the dentist. I think they'd be a bit... A bit weird. Weird. Four they? bits that I hate the most, right? Mm. The squeak of the gloves. Oh, oh yes. Those yep. rubber gloves. Yes. Ooh. The smell of the glove as well is not good. Yeah, that kind of latex smell. That's powdery. horrible. Yeah. Uh, the chair, just the look of the chair. You think in 2017 they could have made the chairs a bit more kind of like knockabout and fun. Yeah. Rather than just the way they look. Yes, they look like... What do they look like? They look like big, big football boots. <laughs> But menacing ones. Yes, that you kind of like get encased in and then tilted backwards. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the drink. Where do they get no. that pink drink from? I don't know, mate. Some big dental supplier. Like It tastes a bit like root beer. Remember root beer was a thing for a bit yeah. in McDonald's and then they got rid of it because everyone thought, no, I don't want to drink that. It tastes like the stuff you have to swill your mouth out with at the dentist. Yeah. And finally, um, just a kind of a steer towards people who may be setting up their own dental practice. Try and make the rooms far away from the actual reception so the people sat in reception don't have to sit and listen to the drill. Oh, man. Why do we have to sit there and listen to the drilling going on? Yeah, yeah. I can just feel it in my head now even thinking about it. Yeah, I know. I have to say there is an amazing uh, dentist. He's called Barry and he operates out of uh, Ryslip. Really? I got sent to him once. He's not my usual dentist. Oh, yeah. uh, Because I hadn't been to the dentist for 11 years. (laughs) 
crunched on a piece of toast, basically two teeth just collapsed. Wow. Oh, it was so ruddy painful, lads. So you got sent, you got sent to Barry from Ryslip? Yeah, I was with a guy, um, I was working with a guy and he goes, right, you've got to get to my Uncle Barry. Yeah. It was his uncle. <laughs> he is pain-free and I, I, I would have gone anywhere at this point because yeah. I was so desperate. Went to Barry, totally pain-free. And, what, and he saw it out completely? Totally pain-free. I need to see this guy because all of my dental appointments and treatments have mainly been pain. Is the dentist trying to do something particular to you or your teeth? Well, I only ever go to... This is really bad. I only ever go to the hygienist to get all my stuff drilled off. I haven't actually been to a proper dentist for like... You know you can go over a marker where you've not been for so long and then it becomes a thing? Matey, I did that for 11 years. Well, that's it. And I'm I ended up there. with one heck of a bill. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can 11 go- years, mate, of not going. You've got to go. You've got to go twice a year for the old Chexky. Twice a year? Well, I do now. Yeah, I do now. Because the more you don't go, the more you get scared of it. Can you put me in touch with Matey Boy from Ryslip? He I sounds like he, a good lad. I think he might have retired. Oh. Barry from Ryslip. What about, I turn up at, me and you, you, you're the introduction. We yeah. go to his house and say, look, Barry, come out of retirement, one last job. <laughs> <laughs> have a look at this guy, one last job. Like, um, like uh, oh, the Italian, the Italian, no, not the Italian job. Like the lady killers, like an ealing comedy. Yes. Something like that. One, one final hurrah. <laughs> And they'll be able to retire. All of his cash things sorted. But when I say pain-free, I mean literally. He was doing deep, deep crown drilling. Was he? Yeah, and bridge, whatever that is. Bridge work. Really? Sounds like crossrail, doesn't it? (laughs) Deep excavation and bridge work into the Nashers. Pain-free. Because he had these... I I think he said they were from Germany. Yeah. But they were very, 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 very tiny syringes. It was very odd. And he had this amazing x-ray. Yeah. You know, like normally, it's the comedy, you know, dentist sets the thing up and then runs about a mile out of the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're left in there thinking, <laughs> What's going oh, on? God. Um, and then they run back in. No, not at Barry's. You stood, you stood up, free form, and this, you went into this massive globe and it went round your head, 360. You, you didn't actually meet God, did you, by any chance? <laughs> Sounds like you might have had your teeth done by God. It was extraordinary, mate. Maybe I dreamt it. No, I think it's real. I think it's for real. I need to see this guy. It does give me hope that maybe uh, not all roads towards dentistry end in pain. You've got to find a Barry. You need a Barry in your life. Thank you. for this. If I take one thing from this show this weekend, it's going to be that. And no pants. Great. Right. Ah, the canister of plenty. Can I just say, I love again how you take them all out, choose one, put them all back in again now. It has to be. It's like, it's like rolling dice. It really is. Exciting. Like one, the, like one of those poker evenings. It is, isn't it? Ah, now this is good. This is a very good question. Is artificial grass the future? <laughs> I, do you know what? How do you feel, Bush? Um, how do you feel about that? I've got some things to say about that. Well, just from a personal sporting perspective... Um, we play on AstroTurf when I play football. That's every so Wednesday, isn't it? If the, yeah, and if there was no such thing as AstroTurf, then we wouldn't be able to play because the weather's always really bad. So yeah. I love uh, fake grass. I think great. How is it to fall on? Or indeed, if you're footballing, to slide on? Slide on really bad. You can burn your legs. Mm. So that's not good. Worse than real grass. Big time. Much worse than real grass. What about you? What's your take on uh, artificial grass? Well, I've got to come clean. Got a tiny little back garden the size of a handkerchief. And I was thinking, I love a bit of lawn. I was thinking, let's just put down some artificial. Let's put down some green grocers. You know, that vivid green grass. Oh, that butcher's grass butcher's there in the grass. window. Uh, you know, a little bit postmodern, a little bit ironic, quite sort of kitsch, quite fun. Yeah. Uh, didn't. And then, this is quite a boring story, but do go with me. No, I'm, I'm liking it so far. Good. Went round to a friend's house who had some artificial grass. Oh, yeah. 
It looked terrible. Really? So I, was, I felt vindicated. Do you know what? On my other, my other radio show, I had a man text me mid-show to say he was hoovering his back lawn. Oh. Because it was artificial grass. He was hoovering it. Was that a euphemism for something else? <laughs> I hope not. Oh. Bush, I think, my love, I, you are one of the nicest people I know. Possibly he might have been trying to tell you something else. Oh, dear. Right, he's barred. <laughs> he's barred. <laughs> Now it's time for Tell Mel. The voice has got more constricted and hard. You can ask me anything, but don't expect a nice little coogee would you reply. Hey Mel, it's Janine. What animal do you think is the most naturally beautiful? I love cows and their delicate eyelashes. I would say, Janine, the guinea pig. The guinea pig, the cavey, the Peruvian cavey is the most beautiful. It smells nice. The rosetted fur is most delicious. The claws are always clean and they look lovely. A little bit like Rick Astley's toes. Very, very nice indeed. Forget your cows, go with your guineas. Next, please. Hey, Mel, it's Johnny. My girlfriend goes to the supermarket on Saturday mornings in her pyjamas. Please tell her this is not okay. Johnny, my friend, this is absolutely fine. What are you saying? That she has to put normal clothes on to go... I bet she's doing the shopping for you, isn't she? Yes, I bet she is. Listen, going to the supermarket in pyjamas is absolutely fine. I used to wear wear them for going to pick up the children at school. Yes, sometimes they'd find it a bit embarrassing, but as long as your body's covered, it's absolutely fine. Is it a onesie we're talking about? Not so keen on a onesie, but a good pair of flannel, checkered pyjamas. She's absolutely fine. And a headscarf to go with. Next, please. Hey, Mel. I'm going to the cinema this weekend, but it's always such an expensive night out. Is it acceptable to bring my own treats in? Cinema? Cinema? Just do it at home, my dear. Choose one of those DVDs that people have on their shelves. See one that you haven't ever seen before. Yes, I know there are lots. There are always lots that you haven't seen. Choose an Almodovar or an Ealing comedy, something like that. Sit down, make your own popcorn nice and cheap, and it's just the same experience. And you won't have to deal with all those nasty little mice running around. Ooh, cinemas are full of mice. Don't like those. Ah, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Hear more of that sort of stuff every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. The Mel Gedroich Podcast.